Hello, hello. This is Christina, Business and Digital Marketing Coach. And today is a new episode of KSM Podcast, Growing Business Online with Christina. Uh, today, I have my special guest, uh, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Patricia, welcome to the KSM Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited, and it's my pleasure to have you today as my special guest speaker. And, Thank you. And I know that people call you Patty. Can I call yeah. you Patty? Absolutely. Patty? Yep. <laughs> Love that name. It's nice. And Patty, can you tell us a little bit about you? Introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and where are you from? Okay. Um, well, Patricia Baranowski Schneider, I'm the founder and CEO of Christine Advisors, which is an, it sounds a little tricky, but it's an investor relations, public relations, media relations, and marketing firm. So I've been on the agency side. I'm based in New York in the United States. Um, so it's on the agency side. So I work with clients pretty much around the world and just about every niche under the sun. And I've been doing that for 35 years now. Oh, that's nice. And this, this is a really, this is long, this is a really long time of very long yes. period of <laughs> your uh, experience in your career. Right. And um, you, you, you told that you are business owner, that you have your um, company agency. Mm -hmm. Right. And can you tell us a little bit about your background and <laughs> what, what, what were your challenges to start your online business journey? Right. Did you work in some corporate, uh, you know, company right. in corporate America or however? Right. Well, I started out, um, ironically, it wasn't something that I set out, you know, I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to work in marketing. It was a job that I had at high school and, you know, it paid the bills and everything was good. Um, but I actually love the atmosphere. I, I started with a company. It was a global company. It was an agency and it was a predominantly woman run company. And obviously women working in a predominantly male industry, you know, they were always hustling and bustling and really such brilliant women and go-getters. And really, I was just like admired, like the, the whole buzz that was going around every day. And one thing I liked about the company and just the industry in general is that you it's not like a receptionist, you answer the phones every day, a cashier, you're ringing up groceries every day. This type of business, you have no clue what your day is going to be like until you open up your emails in the morning. It could be a good day. It could be a bad day. It could be chaotic. Like, you never know. So that whole buzz, I just love that. Um, so I stayed at the company for 16 years. Um, they were going to be closing their doors. So I said, oh, okay. So now I have to look for another job. And since I did IRPR, marketing media relations, I remember going to different agencies and like, for example, investor relations agencies, all they did was either write annual reports or host annual meetings. And I remember thinking, wow, that's, that's okay, but there's so much more than that. And then you'd go to public relations companies, but all they did was advertising. And again, I was like, wow, there's just so much more that we do. So I wound up going to a proxy solicitation company because that was one service that we didn't offer. So I said, okay, well, maybe I can go here and help make this a full service agency. Every client I have followed me. So I said, well, that's actually really, really good. I said, because now I have a client base. They obviously value the work that I did. So I stayed there for six years, but it was a little tricky because the proxy solicitation company got the majority of their work from the internal IR departments of their clients. So they, I wasn't allowed to say what I did because they didn't want to tarnish the proxy business. So I was like, all right, well, I had clients that came with me anyway, but I couldn't grow the business the way I had hoped to. 
So ironically, um, since I didn't have much interaction with this company after all, they wound up needing the office space. So then they said, okay, well, we need the office space. Do you want to work from home? My kids were growing out of the house. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me just do that. Cause I am traveling at this point, like, you know, two hours each way. I'm like, if for something, I don't really have anything to do with you. So I've been doing the remote thing long before COVID. Um, I stayed there for six years. I had my home office. They were now selling the company. And I was like, oh, so now I'm going to have to commute from like a different state. It was just chaotic. And I'm like, I don't even have anything to do with them. So I started my own company. I'm like, I'll take a chance. Nothing changes. I'm doing the same work that I've been doing. Nothing changes. Every client stayed with me for this company. So I said, wow, you know, they obviously value the work. I don't charge a fortune where it gets a little tricky because some companies, they either have internal, you know, departments or they outsource different companies like one for IR, one for PR, one for marketing. I do it all. And it's all under one roof. There's nothing lost in translation. We're not divvying up various work to different organizations. You know, we handle it all. So, you know, that's kind of me in a big nutshell. Um, as for what the challenges are, um, you know, owning a company becomes a whole different attitude of being an employee. You know, you have taxes, you employees, you, you know, legalese, um, you know, vacations. There's just so much more involved. Um, and then, like, I remember at one point, somebody tried to sue me for unfair competition. I was like, this is insane. You don't own the space. But again, it was just trying to scare me off. I, obviously, the case was never won, but it's still it was legal fees that I had. To, like, these are things that as an employee, you never have to deal with. So there was a, a lot going on that was new to me, you know. Yeah, and, and this is this is you know as, as you uh, and you were working in that corporate job you know as you said get up early do emails you know you have never know how how every day is going to be you know and and in terms of being in corporate industry uh, and now with your own business journey what what is the difference how do you how do you do you think that and this online job, and I know that you work remotely and you work on global level. So do you, do you like much more to be your own boss, how I can say, to be your own yeah. S CEO and, uh, and worker and doer? And, you know, right. can you share with us a little bit for our listeners who will listen to this podcast? Yeah. I mean, some people will agree with this. Some people won't. Um, I like, like, okay, when I worked for a company... I you know, they wanted to nickel and dime everything. You pick up the phone, you have to do this, you have to do that, you put a price tag on it. And I was always like, I, I, you know, I always, I always rather show you my value. So I charge like a monthly retainer, which is not high at all, considering what other people charge for just one of the services that I offer. But I'd rather have people stay with me because they value what I do. They, and, you know, they appreciate it as opposed to me charging so much money that, they can only stay with me for two, three months and then they have to leave because they just can't afford it. So I have that option because prior companies always wanted to nickel and dime and we were losing clients. Like they would only stay on board for two, three months and they couldn't afford it anymore. I don't have that because I, like I said, I think I bring tremendous value. I don't charge a fortune for it. Um, and I think people appreciate, it. I think that's why they followed me through three different companies because they appreciate it and it's not breaking the bank, you know? And this is, this is really nice. And, and, Betty, do you work uh, mostly with female entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs either? Who who do you much more? Uh, who do who are who are you much more focused on on in terms um, of clients? 
for me, I work with anybody. Um, it doesn't matter to me who they are, what they do. It, it doesn't matter at all. Um, and it's actually kind of tricky because I remember I had done an article at one point where people interviewed me about working with men versus women. And I said, you know, it is a little different. <laughs> I said, you know, I've had, I've had in the women, I find them very, very bright, but I have experienced situations where it becomes more competitive in the women aspect because they don't want somebody else being, you know, going above them. But in the men's role, either you're looked on as, you know, you're not as good as them, or they are just too gentle for you because they don't want to hurt your feelings or something. It's like, can't we just all be equal no matter what we are? You know, it's so, I, I don't know if it, you know, I, like I said, I work with anybody. I don't care. Um, it, it just depends on people. It's, you know, equality and, and, you know, people just have to learn to evolve and stop labeling people. It's just like, if I don't even look at my face, look at my work. Do you like what I do? That's all that matters. It shouldn't matter what I look like, what I'm wearing, you know? Yeah. And when I started my, you know, my team for the web graphic design 12 years ago, and we already worked with female and male entrepreneurs here in, in, in my local market and also international. And then right. when I started in in coaching part, mm -hmm. I started, start, started working with, let's say, female entrepreneurs. But it was one guy from, he's a French, but he's uh, he lives in London. And he was my guest speaker. Mm -hmm. And guess, guess no, you know, and at that time, it was two years ago, I mean, and I started to work with male as well, because it was like a much more tricky to, you know, just to work with females and, uh, you know, I'm much more in networking part and, uh, you know, just to work and support women locally right. and globally. But either, as you said, it doesn't matter who, who they are, you know, just to, we are here to support our clients, to help them, to solve their problems. And yeah, this is, this is really, this is really uh, amazing. So, and we have much more uh, to spread our word about our business and to get more clients, either that we work with both gender, you know, and males yeah. and females, you know. Yeah, well, that gets a little tricky with me too, because, you know, whether it be male, female, or even industry niches, you know, I know a lot of people in the space that maybe only deal with, you know, either women or only deal with men or only deal with technology, only deal with healthcare. I deal with anything. I don't care. Like I said, I've been doing this for 35 years, working with companies around the world in every niche. I actually do a, a daily video every day. It's called Been There, Done That. It's a four minute video. I just give free advice on trending topics. I just talk about what's going on, my two cents about it, just free advice. You know, because I just say, I can help anybody. I always say, there's nothing that I can't do. And if I don't know how to do it, I guarantee you, give me an hour and I'm going to figure it out. It's like, <laughs> and what are you the most focused at the moment, you know, in, in terms of your business? You know, and I know you mentioned PR in some way. You mentioned, because I know that you you run many things. So can you, can you focus on something just to express and to explain our, just to, to know, uh, to connect with our audience right. and listeners just more to know about you. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously investor relations is um, if a company is listed on a stock exchange, you're kind of the middleman between the investors and the company. So you're kind of, you know, keeping them informed, letting them know what's going on um, and building that trust in the public relations. You're basically kind of doing the same thing. You're, you're, the middleman between the public and the company sharing their news, sharing their stories, building that trust. Marketing is marketing to the whole world. 
Um, the tricky part nowadays, like I love doing it all. You know, I always tell everybody, like, here's my brochure. I'm like, here's everything I could do, but you pick all the cart. You tell me what it is you need me to do. Some people want just marketing, some want IR, some up here. It's fine. Um, the tricky part now, I guess, is with like media relations. That whole landscape's changed. Years ago, there were reporters writing about companies. Now it's like 85% are paid reporters. So you can get anybody featured in just about Forbes Fortune for a fee. I don't know how much value I put on that because if it's paid publication, anybody can do it. Doesn't mean that they sought you out because you were phenomenal. So I'd rather get articles where somebody found value and wanted to do that. So since there's only 15% of reporters left, you know, they're getting bombarded. So it's it's come a little tricky. That's why a lot of people are doing podcasts or these online publications where maybe you've never heard of them, but that's okay. That's where the marketing comes in. You can still repurpose all that information. Um, but now with, um, you know, uh, social media and digital marketing, that's kind of been like a really cool and interesting topic. So getting people involved in that, I think is awesome because a lot of people don't understand the whole intricacies about it. You know, they think, okay, well, I did two, three posts a day. Yeah, but did you interact with anybody? Did you find out who, you, you know, do an analysis? Where are your competitors? Where are they being found? Who's commenting on them? Do they know who you are? You know, there's just so much more you can do. And with digital marketing, that can finance so much information, you know, so people don't know enough about it to be able to utilize that. Um, like even SEO, people just say, oh, I have my website. It's fine. But now, you know, you can just punch in a couple of keywords and find out, you know, where are you? What is your ranking? You know, how many, there's just so much more that you can do. So I love getting people involved in that, you know, and showing them that how much more we can do for you if you just let us do the digital marketing aspect of it. Yeah, and that's, that's nice. So, you know, as you, this is a part of my journey also, just SEO, because you have to, to do it and change your keywords and, repurpose your you know title of your you know video because mm -hmm. you know that and today is so popular video marketing you know because people love to know you to to mm -hmm. see you to see your body language to connect with you much more and there are many people who are shy just to pop up in right. front of camera and I know that you run podcasts, so you are a podcast creator. So <laughs> right. can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? And I was also your guest speaker. So, right. and uh, yeah, and it, it was lovely talking to you, to be honest. So can you share with us, how did you start your, uh, and your podcast? And uh, you said that everyone has story to share. So that's, yeah. that's nice. Can you, can you share with us a little bit about your sure. podcast and your video experience? Right. Well, I do. Um, the podcast is actually under a company called Strategic Advisor Board. Um, I had met a, a man there, Jason Miller, who's like just a phenomenal mentor. And I do the podcast and the been there, done that channel under his channel. Um, and, you know, I named the podcast Successful Minds because I said I just love hearing everybody's story about who you are, what you did and what makes you great. And people can learn from that. So, you know, a lot of people, when I reached out to people, you know, they were always like, oh, I don't know if my story is good enough. I said, every story needs a voice, you know, tell me what it is you do and how people could be, be beneficial. I mean, I've had hypnotists, doctors, I just did a podcast for a guy who sells peanuts, you know, but it's, it, there's just so much that people can learn. And what I love most about it is one, I'm learning so much about everybody, but also I'm making so many connections because everybody I talk to, I'm kind of like, I know somebody I could put you in touch with because I have 35 years. I have a tremendous like database of like over 800,000, you know, people. 
And I'm always like, I, I can either put you in touch with investors in, you know, um, you know, uh, there's people that can benefit them. So it's, it's called successful minds and it's just pretty much sharing everybody's story. And I want people to learn, like if they are successful, maybe, maybe you're, there's, there's an entrepreneur out there that can learn something from you. So talk about, you know, what you do, but what made you so great? Like what, what obstacles did you encounter? Like, what do you do to market yourself? So somebody else can learn from that. And then, hey, if I can put you in touch with somebody that's going to help your business, happy to do that too. And then once the podcast go live, it's like I circulated, the channel circulated, the the person I did the podcast for circulates it, and we get a lot of eyes on them. So I think it's pretty cool. Yes, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty valued. And I agree with you 100% that uh, by the podcast or the podcasts, and when you talk to people and talk to your guest speakers, uh, you really uh, get some answers on some questions or in something. It, if you are stuck with something, you 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 have always uh, you have chance to learn more and more, and mm-hmm. int- uh, and this is really great interaction. It's like uh, every for me, every single podcast is new experience, new challenge new energy, uh, new level of learning, you know, because we all learn from each other and support each other. And this is, this is really cool, you know, so this is, I love that. And, uh, and sometimes, and, but not, let's say often I asked my uh, guest speakers and just, as, as, as I said, you know, it was, uh, a question when I when I was asking you also in our podcast when I was your guest speaker about coaching and and teaching and you you really you really answered on that question so I would love to just for and guess and podcast tell us a little bit about it your opinion about difference between coaching and teaching um well I guess you know, one of the issues that I always had, it's not an issue, but I found like post COVID, it just seemed everybody under the sun became some coach. And, you know, saying I'm a coach doesn't really make me a coach. Like what skills do you have? Like, doesn't necessarily mean you're a certified coach, but, you know, if you were, sorry, if you were, you know, a secretary last year and today you're a business management coach, what's, what, what experience do you have in that, that would make me sorry, <laughs> allergy season. Um, you know, what experience do you have that would make me coachable? You know, I mean, or, or you know, make you a coach. Um, now a teacher is somebody who has something of value that has to, wants to teach you something, which you can very well get from a coach. You just have to have some experience and some background that would make me, you know, really value you as a coach. Sorry. But um, I guess, you know, teachers, um, you know, like I said, the mentor that I have, what I love about that is th- there's no agenda. They just want to help. It's kind of like the pot, the movie, the, the videos that I do, Ben, they're done that. I'm not asking for anything in return. I'm just giving you free advice. You can take it or leave it. It doesn't affect me at all. I'm just giving you advice. And if you have questions, ask me. So I like that with a teacher who's somebody who's willing to kind of take you under their wing, teach you everything that they know, because they want to see you succeed. A coach there are many coaches out there that do that. And it depends on what it is. I've interviewed many um, coaches on the podcast and it just depends on what it is they're doing. And some of them have like major success rates, you know, talking about what they do and how they've helped people and, and just so many different backgrounds, everything from like relationship advice to, you know, 
new moms, like just so many different things. And it's like, wow, you know, I didn't even know that these things existed. So I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to help somebody. It's just a matter of, I guess, their approach. It's kind of like going to a therapist almost. Everybody has their different approach of what works for them. Maybe somebody wants somebody to just pacify them and tell them what they want to hear. And that's successful for them. Someone else wants somebody who's going to tell you exactly how it goes. And that works for them. So everybody has their need of how they would learn, whether it be from a coach or from a teacher. Um, it's just whatever works for them, you know. Yeah. And today, just the coaching industry is so popular because there are life coaches, you know, divorce coaches, <laughs> exactly. uh, relationship coaches, you know. <laughs> As you said, but uh, what what did what did you say last time? What what you said that uh, if either that they are not have certification, there are people who really have a long time experience, and they say really say for them that they are coaches, you know, and yeah, uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and there are coaches who, as you said, mentors. Mentoring sometimes is for free, sometimes is uh, pay, you know, and also yeah. coaches. Uh, just charge for their services, yeah. you know, but I mean, I know everybody needs to get paid to do a job. I get all that. Um, but you have to be bringing value. It's kind of like, I can't just come on board and not having any experience and just tell everybody, well, I'm going to charge you 5,000 a month and I'll just go I'll use chat GPT to tell you what to do. It doesn't work that way. So if I have no experience doing this and I'm just researching what was on the internet and telling you that, that that's not helping me, you know? So I have to have like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I had to go put myself, you know, through college. I worked my way up the corporate ladder. I gained so much experience to enable me to be in the position to pay for my services. Um, you know, you have to gain the skills necessary to be able to help people. You can't just say you do it and think that that's sufficient. It's not, you know. Yeah, that's 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 nice. But also for people who, who wanted to start business or run business, you know, just in online space or digital, you know, they... They need to, if they don't know, they need to ask someone. They need to engage coach, to engage mentor, you know, some people, experienced people who can help them in that way. Yeah. Just if they, they always, cannot do do it alone. Yeah. Like you, you, they always have the expression, you know, um, hang out with people smarter than you. You know, don't be, don't be, you know, don't have your head this big and say, I'm better than everybody. No, you're not. There's always somebody better than you. And you learn from people. And even with networking, like, you know, I, belong to like these several social media platforms and you, you set up these weekly, you know, little meetings for like a half hour, an hour, and you just network with people. And I'm always networking people in the same space as me. And so many people are like, oh my God, don't do that. They're a competitor. I don't see it that way. We all work in the same space. We learn from each other. Maybe they can tell me something I never thought of. I can tell them something they never thought of. You know, I'm not, I, I just don't see the whole world as a competition. I just think we all work together, but that's how you learn. You learn and you grow and you have to be willing to always adapt to that. If I just think I'm, I'm the best there is, and that's just the way it is. And I don't want to learn anything new. Well, then I'm going to be left behind big time, but learn, continue, evolve, you know, and, and network and learn from people smarter than you. Yeah. And, and I really agree with you hundred percent because Joe, this networking events, meetings we really uh, learn and uh, i always wanted to connect with my competitors just to invite them to be my contributors right uh, especially for example when someone need website or something like that there was time when there are people client in us or australia or any any either and yeah. because it was one lady who does the same job what what my team 
she builds website to right. design another. And I just ask her to, because this is her language, this is her area. Yo, sometimes right. there are people who English is my second language. So just, and, and I said, okay, I know someone who can help right. you, you know, and it was yeah. great, you know, because this is the way how you can uh, grow internationally and, uh, and your team is growing and you have supporters and contributors all around the world, especially in this remote job, you know. Yeah. And even if, you know, let's just say I have skills in ABCD and you have skills in EFGH, um, but we're all in the same space. Well, then you partner because now you can offer all of these services. And at the end of the day, you're one person. You can only do so much. So you network, you you join forces, you, you know, you evolve and you grow. And, you know, I think that's I think it's awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really agree with you. Just this, this, this is so cool. And this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, and what is your favorite platform? Where are you present the most, you know? Um, I would say probably, with yeah. Audience, for... With people, with clients, <laughs> with leads, you know? Yeah. I guess it depends on the client. So I guess for business-oriented things, probably LinkedIn. Um, and even that's changed through the years because there's, like, I'm on LinkedIn and I get so many connections from people selling me something. And half the time, it's funny because my name is, uh, company name is Pristine Advisors, O-R-S. Uh, I'm sorry, Pristine Advisors, E-R-S, not O-R-S. I'm not a financial advisor. And people don't even research me. I get pitched so many times, people selling me, trying to sell me on marketing. It's kind of like, do you even know what it is I do? Like, <laughs> you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, for, I guess, business would probably be like LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, it depends on the, on the company. So if it's, you know, like a, cosmetic company or just for example maybe that would be an instagram thing or a tiktok thing you know so i always feel cover all your bases be on everything at all times because you know let's just say even for example um if i have a financial company and we're posting on you know in um, instagram would their ideal investor or something be honest again probably not but you never know who knows somebody you know, you could be at Thanksgiving dinner and grandma says, okay, you know, I have this retirement fund and, you know, I need money. I need to invest in someone says, you know what? I'm always seeing these guys. You, sh you should check them out. You never know. So I just say, cover all your bases, be on everything, but know where your engagement's really going to be. There and wouldn't be much engagement for that type of company on there, but still post there anyway. You never know. You never know who business... will see your post and who will, who will follow and... up, who will, you know, just to connect or just, uh, put like or heart or whatever maybe yeah i've gotten random things where like a reporter would see something that i post and they're like hey i see you post that you know can i possibly talk to the ceo of that company i'm like oh i would have never thought that he would see that but that's awesome you know so you never know everybody like especially in the world of um, social media everybody's everywhere so yeah. you know you always especially now with ipads i watch i this i that I, you know there's nothing sacred if you're have anything going be on social media. Someone somewhere is going to say it. That's that's really nice. And uh, I know that you are also. Um, I think that you are executive contributor of the Prince. Um, right. And can you tell us a, a little bit about what do you, what do you write there? Because I know that I met you in Prince magazine group, <laughs> right. and I'm super excited <laughs> with that. And because you do many things, and sometimes I just try to get. <laughs> a picture about you and your right. job you know <laughs> really this is really amazing you know you're so skilled woman and experienced Thank and you. yeah really nice 
Thank you. I know it's it's funny because people just say my head is all over the place because I don't write just about one thing. I write about AI. I write about, you know, financials. I write about TikTok. I write about investors. I just, I always try to think of what's a trending topic and what do people think? Like if I'm, you know, in this space, like what kind of questions do I have, you know, and how can I answer that? So, you know, I, that's how it started with brains. I just, I think at that point I was so this is like when ChatGPT 4.0 was coming out. So I think I wrote something about that. Um, then it's things like people think it's going to take over the world and take over your jobs. Like, is that really true? So maybe I'll give, you know, write a little opinion about that. Or, you know, I know in the IR space, everybody's looking for where do I find my next investor? Okay, well, now I'll write something about that. Like, you know, where do you even look? Do they know who you are? Like, what things would you, what things should you know to find your next investor? Um, you know, so I'm always just thinking like, what kind of, you know, I'm doing everything. It's like so many different publications that I'm throwing stuff on. Um, then I have my blog, you know, I just try to re repurpose things, but I'm like, I always feel there's so much going on. I have so much to say and I got the world to tell it to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was only, um, guest guest writer and I was, uh, writing about how to optimize article SEO for, and it was so nice, you know? But I think that I'm going to be executive this year. So yeah, it's going to be nice to be um, that you can write. And your topics are so amazing. So I'm invite, uh, inviting uh, audience to join brains and and people. And how how audience, how uh, our listeners can connect with you. I will post uh, all your uh, links to your website and everything. But can you share with us how people can connect with you on the let's say sure. on the fast way, you know, just to yeah. connect. I mean, I'll give you all my social media sites, but normally like email is the easiest because I get that on everything. And that's um, P Baranowski, P-B-A-R-O-N-O-W-S-K-I at christineadvisors.com. And that's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-A-D-V-I-S-E-R-S.com. Um, and my number is 631-756-2486. Um, but those are the easiest ways to get me because like I said, email is just, I always have that. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. And Patty, do you have any, I asked you many questions, but sometimes <laughs> we have just like a limiting time for, because uh, people sometimes they don't have time to listen podcasts, which is 40 minutes, one hour, you know, <laughs> but there were a yeah. podcast with this duration. Right. Can you, can you, do you have any message for people who wanted to start business, whatever, maybe just to for the, before we ramp up our podcast today? Sure. Um, like we touched on, um, you know, find a mentor, find people in the space that you can talk to, that you could look up to, that can give you valuable feedback, not just tell you what you want to hear. You know, ask ask people and don't be afraid. I, I might say something and somebody be like, are you serious? But I'll be like, really? You didn't think that? What do you think? Don't be afraid. And I always say, be a never ending learner. Um, don't be a set it and forget it and just call it a day. The world is changing and evolving. And if you don't evolve with it, you're going to be left behind in the dust. So I just say, you know, surround yourself by people smarter than you. Don't be afraid to ask questions and always be on the lookout to learn whatever's new and join groups, you know, social media groups, um, things like that. And just see what people are posting. Cause I love that. Cause I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't see that. You know, I'm learning so much every single day and that's kind of what's necessary in this world. Oh, that's nice. You know, and, and, you know, if you, and, People, we this is never-ending story. We in that nowadays we need we're we must learn that we can exist in this world in in this market mm -hmm. and everything. So yeah, that's nice. And it, yeah, 
Betty, thank you so much for being my special guest speaker today in new episode. <laughs> thank you for having <laughs> podcast. And I'm I'm super excited having you and you share such amazing story. So people can I will put all uh you know this this uh episode is going to be on Spotify, on Apple, and I'm going also to on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. And I'm also going to, to create my and start doing my um, YouTube channel as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I wish you all the best. And I think that we will uh, connect again and speak about new topic and new to have you uh, again as a guest speaker uh, very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. It was lovely talking to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.